The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Praise you, Lord Christ. Christ. Good morning. This is likely to be my last sermon at the Church of Our Savior because I am graduating in two weeks from CDSP. I want to thank you for the honor of allowing me to share the word of God with you today and over the past year as well. It has been an honor and it has been really enjoyable. Um, I'd also like to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Today's sermon is inspired by Mother's Day and the Holy Scriptures. So I will start by telling you a little story. A life lived in faith sometimes begins as revelation. I only know this because that's how it began for me. Did I come looking for God that day or did God come looking for me? Our family church was located on Miramonte Avenue in Mountain View. It was only a few blocks from our house when I was a child. I know this because I walked home one Sunday when my family failed to notice that I was not with them in the back seat of the car. Hmm. How do you misplace a child? <laughs> <clears throat> As the youngest child in a family of four children, I was home alone with my mother for a year. That my mother was involved in some sort of ladies group at the church or any church is still a conundrum for me. 
Ladies groups, yes. Church groups, not so much. I am sure it was a brief dalliance, but it was lucky for me because it was during one of the ladies groups meetings that God introduced himself to me. Left on my own during a church ladies meeting taking place in room 102, I wandered through the courtyard and made my way to the sanctuary. Children wandered around freely back then. The doors to the sanctuary were unlocked because God has all the keys. I sat down in one of the very back row pews. They were welcoming and I felt them invite me to sit. I scanned the long lengths of the wood that were unfettered by siblings or parents or anyone else. There in this expanse was room to stretch and feel free. And there were books, red canvas colored books sat ready in wooden pockets in the pews before me. I knew that they were music books because my mother sang, not in church, but at home. My legs dangled above the brown linoleum floors as I sat back to look up at the high vaulted ceiling. I was mesmerized by the grandeur of the wooden beams and the light streaming through the stained glass windows. The church was cool as if a stream flowed nearby. The stillness was pastoral. It was an organized forest inside a building. My reverie was discovered by Reverend Harwood. That day, he was not frightening to me. He looked like many ministers of the era, male, older, gray, and dressed in black. He spoke with me for a while. For me, he lived in this sacred forest. He was the groundskeeper of this magical world. I sensed he worked for the person in charge of the divine forest. Reverend Harwood took my hand in his and returned me to my mother. Shortly after my talk with Reverend Harwood, I was baptized. He knew my bohemian parents well, and he knew that left to their own, I would never walk with God in the sacred forest. God asked Reverend Harwood to baptize me. I have no memory of being with my family in a church service. My father was emotionally damaged by his World War II exposure. He saw terrible things. He never reconciled his pain with a loving God. I knew God to be loving as I was loved. From my father, I learned that there was evil in the world too big for some humans to manage. My father, my mother confessed when I was yet a small child that she could not pray. She was an outwardly beautiful woman for whom the divine spark just wouldn't light. I have spent a lifetime pondering that tragedy. I have never not known God. Left as a spiritual orphan by my parents, God scooped me up at birth adopted me into his family, and raised me as his own. My asking for religious education or instruction set me apart as an unusual child in my family. 
Life events had damaged my parents' ability to find God in their lives. My mother, raised by artists, perpetuated the idea that religious life was not for intellectuals. Her adult questioning of faith was introduced to me when I was so very young. My father hid out in the garage on Sundays listening to Dodger baseball games on the radio. I saw my parents as trapped in a reality where the message of suffering, a suffering world played in a perpetual loop. They could not find the goodness of God in such a world. And they refused to accept the hope of a divine child sent to save us. Even in my youth, I could diagnose spiritual pain. Undoubtedly, in the decade following World War II, my parents were more the norm than the unusual. It is a shame that they did not find the need to share their stories. Had my parents found a religious community at that time to share their history of pain and struggle, they might have been able to see their sharing, that the sharing of their soul stories might bring transformation into God's story. My early life experiences and those of my parents shaped my theology. My extended interpretation of this situation was that a religious life is not for dabblers. God yearns for us to pay attention. Meaning is not found amidst a noisy, distracting world. God calls us into the quiet to be heard. My encounter with God as a young child taught me that God participates in the complexities of life, but is best heard in the stillness. Outside the stillness, there is chaos, violence, and striving. But make no mistake and please hear my words. God is present in all those places, in all those spaces of suffering. God is the force that holds our broken bodies, the force that mends our broken spirits. God is not the storm. God is the calming, the quieting of seas. God is in the hard work of reconciliation. My father passed away too early in my life, but he did not die a tragic end. God is patient and God is persistent. When my parents retired and moved to Megalia, which is just above Paradise, California, an eager Lutheran pastor claimed my father as his own. He brought my father back into the faith of his youth. And until my father died, um, his name was Gustav Johnson, by the way, a good Norwegian, found solace among a faithful community of other Lutherans, the Petersons, the Oldstats, and the six other families of Johnsons. My mother passed away much later. She developed dementia many years before she died. It progressed slowly, and I remember the day she no longer knew me. When I introduced myself, she said pleasantly, oh, I have a daughter named Sue Ellen also. She went on to describe her daughter, Sue Ellen, unaware that I was the very daughter that she was describing. While this moment is shrouded in loss for me, there is also joy. As she described me to me, she innocently told me how wonderful her daughter was 
and how much she loved her. All these years of a complex mother-daughter relationship were distilled into this generously loving summary of who I had been to her. The stories that I've relayed to you this morning are inspired by our gospel reading today. While that may not seem immediately obvious, it is true. When I read John's words in our passage today, I thought, I want a mother like that. And then I surprised myself as I laughed out loud. I do have a mother like that. These words we read in John's gospel are God's words. God is Lord, God is Father, God is my mother. Motherhood is complex, but whether we are mothers, want to be mothers, don't want to be mothers, have had biological and or adopted mothers, the fact remains that God is our mother. John writes that God loves us as a parent. We did not choose God, but rather God chose us. God made us family. We are asked by our loving parent to hear God's loving words and then to go out amidst our human family and share God's love. God's commandments are not burdensome because we are born of God and raised by God and when sent forth into the world, we go with the support and the encouragement of God's ever-present presence in our lives. Our passage today ends with words that as humans, we might wait a lifetime to hear if we did not know God. We read, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be with you and that your joy may be complete. So that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. These words are given freely by God, knitted into our soul before birth, meant to echo like celebratory church bells. They are meant to tell us that God's love is truly genuine, dependable, and everlasting. It is the love of a divine parent for eternally beloved children. God offers us the love that we long for. May we humbly accept God's invitation to be loved. May we love God in all things and love one another as generously as we have been loved by our Father, our Mother, our God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 
Search for us online or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.